Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. And I, I, I want to talk about the power is in your choice, your choosing. Many of times we want to look at the power is somewhere out here, something we're trying to reach and obtain, something we're trying to pull from God, something we're trying to uh, work, you know, that power, we need the power to flow, so we're trying to get it to flow. Power is simply in your choice. Choice, the free will, is the greatest gift other than Jesus that was the first gift given to mankind. Jesus was not the first gift. Your free will was the first gift God gave you the gift of your choice. You get to choose. Um, It's the gift that keeps on giving if you choose right. If you choose right. It'll bless your life. Right choices, godly choices, choices where we choose God's word where we go to God's word, where we make choices based on what he said. Those choices, uh, as I said, it's a gift that will keep giving to you, keep blessing. That's what Grant was talking about, the choice. You have a choice to tithe. You have a choice to bring offerings. That's your choice. It is part of our covenant, but God doesn't come and write your check, text your tithe, make a withdrawal from your bank account, It's your choice. You have this blessed gift of a free will that you get to say of yourself, God, I choose you. I pick you. Today, I pick you and I pick your plan. That was his whole goal, was not to have puppets of mankind and to move. This is a a very strong deception that especially comes uh, to young people, even raised in the church, that they think my life never had a choice. I didn't get to choose. Um, and so they, they, they choose to walk away from God because they felt that their choice, the devil deceived them into thinking life would be better if I can choose which way. Well, you do have a choice and the very choice that he's given you, the very freedom to choose came from him. So to say you didn't have it, he already gave it and he didn't take it back. If you choose to walk away from him, he'll let you. So that's where the deception lies. Think about that. I didn't get to choose my life. Well, they're raised in church, raised in the word. Nothing's perfect. You're not, I'm not, church isn't, people aren't. But to step away and say, well, I didn't get to choose. My parents chose now. I'd like to make my own choice. That's the deceiving part in that God gave you your choice. He gave you that choice, and he will let you choose. So to say you didn't get to, it's not true. He just had such a wonderful choice for you to be in his family, but he will let you choose another way. So tonight, I want us to talk about um, if your choice is used wrongly, it'll steal from you. It'll steal from you. If used rightly, it will add and even multiply things back into your life. Deuteronomy, I know you're there, chapter 30. And we, we've heard this passage. 
Verse 19, I call heaven and earth to witness this day against you that I have set before you life and death, the blessings and the curses. I'm reading out of the Amplified. Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may live and may love the Lord your God. A lot of times people will stop there at, therefore choose life that you and your descendants may live, but that's not the end of the sentence. It says that you and your descendants may live and may love the Lord your God. Number one, obey his voice. Number two, and cling to him. We don't often hear it wrapped up in its totality. It's usually that you and your descendants may live. We all wanna live. But what about if we choose life, there's some other choices we have to make every day. Number one, love the Lord your God. Number two, obey his voice. And number three, cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days that you may dwell in the land which Lord swore to give your fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now go to John chapter six, uh, chapter six, and you can even hold your place there if you like, unless you're on a, a tablet. John chapter six. And here's what Jesus, he said in John 6, verse 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So if we're gonna choose coming over into this new, new Testament, looking beyond what he's telling them is the life, how do you choose life? You choose his words. So when it comes down to your choice, believing is not even choosing. So many people, they believe you can talk. We go around the room and we could vote, take a vote. Raise your hand if you believe in healing. Raise your hand if you believe in peace. I mean, it's the season of peace. He's the prince of peace. Um, Raise your hand if you'd believe in, um, that he wants you to be, be whole in your mind, your body. You know, we go through these things that we do. We all say, hey, I, I believe in these things. Um, you say, I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Believe in Jesus, okay. Double hands, double hands. <laughs> I believe in love. Yeah. I believe in that. Believing is not really where we live. It's our choosing. You can believe in healing, but get up every day and not choose healing. Yeah. You can believe in the love of God and get up every day and not choose love. You can believe in peace and get up every day and choose to live by wherever your mind decides to take you, whatever emotion comes up, whatever psychological issue that you, you know, and I'm not making light of these things, but whatever direction, or you get up and you say, I know that Blessing and cursing is in front of me. I chose at one time blessing because I chose him. But every day I've got to choose those words of life if I'm going to have the life that he said. If I'm going to have the blessings. So don't mistake believing for choosing. Says even the demons, they believe. They believe. But they chose at one point, they chose another way. It was in their choice. Um, 
Your choice is not a burden or a trial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so difficult. You know, I wish it was automatic. God was sovereign and he would just make it happen. No, because that's not a way, the way a family operates. No spouse wants their, you know, no, no wife or husband wants their spouse to turn to them and go, well, I'm obligated to buy you something for Christmas. Right? We want, no, my husband doesn't buy me anything for Christmas. <laughs> I can say that. Nor do I buy him anything. <laughs> I want it. I got it. No, we're, we're very generous to one, to one another all throughout the year. And so we get to, you know, we get to focus on his mom and the kids and all that. And then he'll say, we'll get whatever you want. And I'll say, you already get whatever you want. So help yourself. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, but nobody wants somebody to feel obligated. God doesn't want you to feel, well, I have to, I feel obligated to serve because everybody else is doing it. Are we not the bride? Are we not the bride? Are we not the bride of, of our wonderful Savior that we're celebrating this season? Why would he want us to feel obligated to do anything, to bring him anything, to lift our hands, to sit in a chair? If obligation is, is what you, you sense, then I, I would recommend examine your choices in the way you think, in the way you act, in the way you operate. But he's not going to, um, if you feel obligated, there's no power flowing from that choice. No power. Religion says he's sovereign and believes that he chooses where his power should manifest. But faith recognizes his sovereignty is in his word that is released from my heart and that power is my choice. Power is your choice. Religious people can't comprehend that power is your choice. You can get up every day and choose the power, the healing power of God flows through my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Today, I choose that I have a sound mind. Devil, any thoughts you bring, I remove that. I kick that out. I'm gonna answer that with the word of God today. Today, I choose to walk where I was limping. I choose to move where I couldn't do before. I choose healing today. I'm healed and whole. I'm breathing right. I'm talking right. I'm moving right. Right? This is my choice. I love my church family. I love my family. I love where I work. I love my boss. I choose love. God's not dumping these sensations on you <laughs> to try to obligate you or, or pull something in agreement out of you. It is a choice every day. I choose his plan. I choose his path. Because it said, not only does he want me to choose life, but with that, I've got to choose his voice, I've got to choose his obedience, and I've got to choose to love him. Those three things. So my choice either releases or holds back God's sovereign will. His sovereign will is released by my words of faith or it's held back by my words of doubt. 
God's sovereign will is his word. His sovereign will is power be flowing to you in every circumstance. His sovereign will is that you are delivered out of every test, every trial. The, the winds come, they beat, they, they scream. It looks like it's going down, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. That is God's plan that every need you have, he's the supply. Not I have a supply, he is the supply. I told the Bible school students, yes, you have a supply, but did you know he is it? And if you'll go to him, if you'll worship him, if you'll take time with him, if you'll set aside that time with him, supply is easy because you got him. I'm not looking at the supply. I'm looking at my only supply for everything. Amen. This is how his sovereign will is released through our faith in his words. So you want God to show up and perform what he wants to do? We have to choose what he said he would do. I'm gonna say that again. You have to choose every day what he said he would do. It's very hard if we're not in the word. This is why we don't read the word out of obligation. Oh God, I didn't read the word today. I'm so sorry. I feel so obligated to spend 30 minutes in the word. I'm not reading the word out of obligation. You are not obligated to feed yourself in the word of God. Don't ever look at it like that. I've got to choose his words today because my family needs it. My business needs it. My mind needs it. I've got to get in and make that choice. Today, I'm choosing life. And when I choose life, I choose blessing. He said it, not me. He said it. When I choose his words, blessing is flowing my way, power is flowing my way, and he has obligated himself to his word. There's only one person obligated in this relationship, and that is him, and he said, I am, I am committed, I am my word. I am my word. You're not obligated. Young people, you're not obligated to anything. You can go do what you want, but I'll tell you this much. God is obligated himself to his word in your life. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You can leave, you can walk away, but he will never walk away from you. Um, Acts chapter three, look here, along, uh, just along these lines about choosing Acts chapter three, um, in verse one. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, when a certain man crippled from his birth was being carried along, who was laid each day at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, so that he might beg for charitable gifts from those who entered the temple. So when he saw Peter and John about to go in the temple, he asked to give uh, them to give him a gift. And Peter directly uh, directed his gaze intently at him. And so did John and said, look at us. And the man paid attention to them, expecting he was going to get something from them. But see, Peter and John chose something other than money. This was Peter and John's choice. Their choice got this man a miracle. But Peter said, silver and gold, money I do not have, but what I do have you could say this, what I do have, I choose today to give you in the use of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he took 
hold of the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up. And at once his feet and ankle bones became strong and steady. And leaping forth, he stood and began to walk. And when he went into the temple with him, walking and leaping and praising God, and all the people saw him walking about and praising God, and they recognized him as a man who is usually sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement over what had occurred to him. Notice they looked at him. No, there was no faith coming from the man other than for money. So what did Peter and John do? Because they were used to choosing words of life, it was very easy. When they saw him, they said, we're so full of the right choice, we'll choose for you. That's what the right choice does every day. It fills you up with the words of God, the life of God, so you've got somebody, somebody else who doesn't know how to make their own choice. You can do it for them. Somebody else's choice to be blessed and touched by God may depend on yours. It probably does. <laughs> because when God wants to bless a man or reach a man, he sends a man. Um, moms, we know this. We, we choose, and dads, but we choose our families every day. And sometimes there's this time where you, where you say, I, I need a minute. Maybe you, am I the only one? <laughs> Raise all five fingers for you. Six fingers for you, five fingers for you. 10 fingers, you have one, but you can raise all 10 for this one. Four for you, so we're counting up the fingers over here. Three for you, four, three, two, and your animals, count your animals. I need a minute, right? Do we say that, I need a minute. Why, because children at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if there's a house full of people, who do they choose? Mother, mother. mother. The mother. Mommy! This is what we hear, not my house. We have a one story, and, and there's tiles, so it's, Mommy! And Simone goes, don't yell at your mother. Of course, you know, 10 minutes later, Morgan! <laughs> Mommy! And they, it's never, never. You know, if they want to approach him, it's always, um, excuse me, daddy. That's good. It's always that way. It's true. It's, it's true. It's true. Every, except that, Ken said, that's the way it should be. <laughs> Mommy. And we, I mean, we do. I, we, we're there, we're, we're cooking. You know, there, there's just needs moms meet. And that's part of the joy, really, of being a mother. And one day, you won't, it won't be there. And so you, you know, for me, I try to go, oh my goodness. But sometimes you need a minute, right? You just need a minute. Um, and they find you even in that minute. <laughs> Always. I mean, I sat down and I went to sit down in the chair in my room, came home from the office, and I'm just sitting there, you know, and I kind of knew the direction I was going to go, and I'm just kind of meditating on things, and it didn't, and I closed, didn't take long, and one came in, close, close the door back, thank you, close the door back, here comes the middle one, 
Yes, I'll help you with your gift for the gift exchange tonight at the party. Close the door. Thank you. Close the door. Close the door. Here comes the oldest. How do I look? (laughs) You're in youth now. You look great, okay? So each one, you know, has a need, and they come in, and everyone, I have to tell them, close the door. Why? Because they they want that. It's access, right? If the door's open, then it's much easier. They feel a little more confident to walk in, and so... Um, but mothers, we say, you know, I need a minute. Just give me a minute. Um, I love because I, I, I was, went to God about something and I thought, God, you never tell me I need a minute. He never tells me I need a minute. He always chooses us. He always chooses you. Whether you get up every day and I get up every day and choose him at the start and choose his words and choose life and choose blessing and choose to think like him and walk with him and just love him. And what about hearing his voice? Turning, as pastor says, answers from God don't come by earning. They come by turning. I'm not earning that answer. I'm not earning that clarity. I'm not earning hearing from the Holy Ghost. I just simply need to turn, not earn. So what do we do when I was, you know, I went to him and I said, God, it it was kind of an emergency. And I said, I need to talk to you, you know, about this. And I realized God never needs a minute. He never says, I need a minute. The door is never closed. It's never closed. He's never silent. He's never, he's never without a response. He's never, hold on. You know, I'll get back to you. And so I'm so grateful that he always chooses me. He always chooses you. You are always his first choice. No matter what you're facing, no matter what's going, this is what I love, no matter what's going on in the world, you're still his first choice. No matter whose situation seems worse, no matter what is going on out there, no matter what's in the news, did you know you're still his first choice? How precious is that? You're still his number one choice. He always, when he chose you when he sent his son and he gave you that choice to choose, that door is always open. But do we choose that? Are we getting up? So it doesn't go to his choice. It comes back to my choice. Amen. You know, it's to complain about where he's put you, the place he's put you, be it a job. Really, What about being in the church? Um, To complain about his body is to complain about the very body that gave you life and blessing. We have to remember that when when we want to get touchy with one another and bothered by things in the body. Those are doing, we're we're being touchy and offended with the very, we're the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. He cannot do anything without us. So to be touchy and offended and distant uh, and, and not want to draw closer but to choose to not overlook things and to not walk in love, to cho- not choose that. We're, we're really choosing a path that is violating the very body that died for you. 
It's not people, but we as a people make up something that's very precious to him that he chooses every day. He chooses his body every day. Do we value his body and choose his body as fervently as he does and as faithfully and showing up and, and wanting to manifest himself, amen, and reveal himself? We must not only choose what he has for us, but who he is to us. Oftentimes when needs arise, we want to choose life. That's what happens. We confess. I choose life. Today I choose life. I choose life. I choose life. Because we need something. We need life in our bodies. We need life. There's nothing wrong with that. But what about getting up every day and choosing who he is, not just what he has? I want to choose who he is. I want to choose who he's given me. How about that? We choose one another. Not I'm obligated to be here. I've chosen to be here. I've chosen these people. I choose. Yes, I believe I'm called and I'm planted here, but I don't just live off of that. Well, he planted me. He called me here. Like it was his. You got an option in this. Lot had an option. God called him with his uncle. God set him there. That's where he got his revelation. That's where he got his blessing. That's where he got his increase. And at one point, guess what he got? A choice. Abraham gave him a choice. He's, I believe it was, you can stay with me. We'll make some changes. Or you can choose which way you're going to go. Lot had a choice. And we see the downfall of when we choose for ourselves. That's what that's showing. Why? He was called to be with Abraham. Everything came. Every Notice this. When it says over in Deuteronomy, uh, those who choose life, they hear my voice. How was Lot hearing God's voice? Through Abraham. He wasn't hearing his voice for himself. He was hearing it. So what did he choose at that moment? He chose not to hear God's voice anymore. Don't ever get to a place and satisfied in your life where you've arrived somewhere and you know a lot and your education has given you so much and you've got all these connections where you don't anymore have to hear his voice. That's a dangerous place. That's what he chose. It wasn't that he chose sin. He didn't choose even offense. He didn't choose, he didn't choose necessarily money. He chose to hear his own voice. He chose his own voice. That's, that's really what he chose. In being, in being um, gracious to Lot, right? Because any one of us could be there. Any one of us can walk away from a voice that God has for any one of us. So yes, I can hear his voice for myself, but I also know that is a type that God is going to have a voice for my life. No matter how far I go with him, there's always a voice always a voice. I have to still choose and not go, well, you know, I've been with this voice and I'm in, I choose this every day. I choose. I love this voice because I love God and I love his body. I don't just love what he can do for me. I love what he did for me. I love who he is to me. Amen. We must choose his voice. Lot's life depended on a choice. Abraham was leading and the voice was choosing for him. And he was blessed in increasing at somebody else's choosing. I mean, how much better can you get than that? He didn't even have to make the decision. And he's just flourishing. Right? 
That's why I love having Pastor Nancy. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa. I mean, if like, there's been times she said, no, you're the pastor, meaning I'm not choosing for you. <laughs> um, I, I'm not always one to like, want to choose my own thing or just, you know, whatever. Let them, you know. If I have some, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. If I got a real strong idea or opinion, I'll let you know. But other than that, you know, if I can go to her and she would, you know, or he can think about it or whatever, y'all, y'all think about it. Y'all let me, nope, you're the pastor. Okay. Because <laughs> I know this, my life is blessed as long as y'all are hearing. I'll just be hearing for the people and we'll all be hearing. Whatever you're hearing, you know, but that's my choice is to honor that voice. That's my choice. It's always going to be my choice. Um, and I know that choosing the right voice, uh, or choosing the wrong voice, it goes back to that greatest gift he's given us. And that's our free will. You can decide. So to believe in something doesn't mean we're choosing. We all believe that a nice Lean dinner, right? Starting the day with some eggs and protein and maybe having a nice lean lunch, we all believe that is gonna get us to the ideal weight that we would like to be. But do we choose that or not? Is it the chicken and rice at home or the Chick-fil-A? There's a choice. There's a choice, right? So we know sometimes what that right choice is, we know, but we choose something else. So we can even know what the right voice is. We can know what the right uh, uh, scripture, we can know the right direction. We can believe that that's our answer. We believe that, that eating that lean piece of meat and those veggies and, and that you know, half a cup of rice is, we believe in that. We all believe in that, right? We believe that setting aside certain things is gonna bless us. Just because we believe in it doesn't mean we choose it. <laughs> we believe that the word of God is our answer, but how often are we choosing it? How frequently are we choosing it? And that's just what I wanted to stir us up with tonight, is loving, loving God, obeying his voice, following him, that there is, um, when we choose life, there's some things connected to that. And what Jesus said, my words are life. So if we choose his words, we choose him. And we choose the life he gave us. It's not up to God. It's up to us. Again, religion just, ugh, they just can't, they just can't handle that. Can't comprehend that we would have a part to play. And yet, God designed that from the foundation of the world, that you would get to choose. So don't, it's like if you would choose to go, um, you know, if I, if I had the option and they say, you can go get a massage, you can go to the gym, that's not even a choice. <laughs> I'm going to the massage. I don't care. What's going on, right? I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get the treatment, okay? It's gonna bless my body just as much as the gym is gonna bless my body, right? I love having these choices and so recognize, have that same kind of love that you get to get up tomorrow. 
And no matter what the devil tries to choose to come your way, you say, oh, but my choice will always, it will always put me over, it will always set me above, it will always outlast. My choice of life always outlasts his choice of, what is he? He's a thief, he's a liar, and he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. But when I choose life, all of that life overrides all three of those every time. Every single time. So you have the ability, uh, the divine ability given to you, given from the foundation of mankind, that free will. Um, It's like having the force. You got to use it wisely. (laughs) Don't turn it to the dark side. (laughs) But make that choice count every day. Make it count. Can we do that? Can we, can we say, God, you did right by giving us free will, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live it right. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to choose right. I may not always get it right, but I'm going to choose right. And if I need to repent, I'll repent. And thank God, he never needs a minute. God, he never needs a minute. The door is always open. The answers are always there. Amen. Amen. Why? Well, I hope that helped you this morning or tonight, wherever we're at, whatever day we're at. I choose that it's nighttime. Okay, I'll choose that. Sunday, we'll have service Sunday morning. I'm, I'm not going to do a real long service, but uh, it'll be so good to be together on Christmas Eve. And if you can, if you're not with family, please be here. We'd love to see you. Um, if you want to come, you, you can wear an ugly sweater. You can wear a beautiful sweater. Wear red. You know, just come festive on Sunday. And uh, we'll have a time, like I said, I, it won't be a super long service, but we'll at least have a time to celebrate together. And I know God will have something uh, real um, precious for us in that time of of honoring him and celebrating with our families, just being with family. So there's no better place. Hey, is that me or you? It's the Holy Ghost, got it. (laughs) Um, So be here Sunday, stand with me to your feet. Turn to somebody before you dismiss and say, I choose life. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.